Hello and welcome to the latest exciting installment of the Bad Wolf podcast. I'm Martin and joining me this week I have Sam. Hello. And Chris. Hello. Guys, how you doing? Yeah, all right. Yeah. Chris, Not you've had bad. a busy morning watching Bing. I'm working from home and I had my son William, who's nearly 10 months old, being a nightmare. The way to calm him down for a bit is put CBeebies on. So I'm working on my laptop and also my eyeline is all forms of various shit. Particularly Bing, animated rabbits, whose guardian appears to be a sack puppet thing. And there's no parents, nothing. It just boggles the mind. It really does. And as I've joked on Twitter, after watching something special for about three times, because he was on, he was presenting, no, Justin Fletcher was presenting in the morning. Then he did his own show and then he had something special on. So three experiences of Justin Fletcher. Uh, you know, I just hope he's an arsehole. He probably isn't, but I'm hoping he is. <laughs> it, just made me, it just made me laugh with the sign language if he's doing the wanker signal. Does he still do Justin's house? Oh, he does, yes. <laughs> Oh, um, Mr. Tumble. Well, you can fuck off, mate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you know what this sign language means? <laughs> uh, Sam, any kids TV for you this week? Oh, loads of kids TV. Actually, I haven't watched kids TV. I think I told you guys in the week. I've uh, I've restarted watching Doctor Who from the very, 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 oh, very yes. beginning. Oh, yeah. I feel like a lot of people have attempted this in their time, gone back to the DVD collection or gone back to where everyone watched it. And I feel everyone gives up by, by the third episode of An Unearthly Child. If you watch the first episode, you're like, this is just the best thing in the world. It's like one of the most best-paced dramas the BBC have ever produced. And it's so well done. The mystery of it all, the break into the TARDIS, it's amazing. You meet Doctor Two for the first time, their conflict. And then by kind of episode three, when it's just a load of cavemen asking them to make fire, it's just three episodes of make fire make fire and they go we, we can't make fire we, we we really can't guys this is i've lost i had some matches do you know what they are no well <laughs> make, and it's that for three episodes then you got the dalek i mean that is i mean that's got its bits in it that's got its iconic moments but it's a lot of boring stuff and then you got some you got some good episodes that i, I think i think he's a marinus is a really cool thing i'd love to mm. see something like that now you know that's a brilliant brilliant story actually I was yeah really surprised when i saw that for the first time and it's like you know the, i like the idea of going to different places kind of each week to find something as, as part of a you know a, a part of a, a bigger story and then you've got aztecs which is really really good got one of the most underrated baddies of all time in that the executionist i mean god how did that guy not go to hollywood after that he's absolutely incredible Absolutely incredible, that guy. And then at the moment, I'm struggling my way through the sensor <laughs> That's funny enough where I got to. And uh, then I, I'd like to say thank you to life got in the way. So I've not been able to resume anymore. I will say this. It has got one of the most amazing edits in Doctor Who history, which is like the whole scene is played out from one shot where they're all chatting about, because it's the, basically it's the season finale. Imagine that. People complain now about season finales. <laughs> that was the first ever season finale. rights. <laughs> <laughs> And they have, how did the show ever come back after that? And they're, they're, they're in the TARDIS and they're chatting about their adventures and everything. And then in the same shot, they're like, oh, open the doors. And the doors open and you actually follow them all out of the TARDIS into like the location, which is really well done. Yeah. They're like, the, the doors open and it's not like, you know, in like, you know, like in like the 70s, the doors open, it's just black outside and then all four of them like walk out and then it cuts to them then opening through the little doors. <laughs> like, where did that yeah, happen? Because yeah. you get like two, I've never understood that really with Doctor Who. Two double doors go bah, 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 open and they all go through this massive wide gap and it cuts them just getting through, all squeezing out of a little sort of 
side bit. But this is done really well. And basically, they walk out the door, and then when they're out there, the doctor says, "Oh, close the um, close the door, Susan." And it cuts to them outside the TARDIS, and she turns around and locks the the police box door. And it's really it's really nicely done. That's very nice. That's very it's nice. Really, really nice edit. And then it's it could be a good story that about you know Susan growing up and her angst with the doctor and uh, the sense rights kind of reading her mind. And there'd be a good kind of two three parter in that. But instead, it's six parts of these <laughs> sort of weird. I don't know how to describe them. Just these weird hairy men going, oh, you must respect the authority. I do not respect your authority, but you must respect the authority. And then the doctor comes in. I think you should respect his authority. And then I think, as it, then Ian gets a cough. And that's about it, really. <laughs> one episode, I don't even know what episode I'm on at the moment. It's been going on for that long. But yeah, so I'm getting through that at the moment. And that's about it, really. So I've been re-listening to Jago and Lightfoot all this week. Oh, yeah. And it remains the best Doctor Who-related project that Big Finish has ever made. We, we've heard a lot recently, haven't we, about, you know, which I'm sure we'll get onto in a minute, Russell T. Davis's plans for the future of Doctor Who. And he's talked about he really wants it to go down the Star Wars route of going onto different platforms and different universes and extended yeah, yeah. stories. Do you, and with the popularity of that, do you think there could be scope for a uh, Jago and Lightfoot spin-off series at some point they'd have to recast it because Trevor yeah, Baxter have to recast passed it, yeah. away um, I think Christopher Benjamin is now in his 90s so it yeah, had to be have to recast, recast it. but yeah, yeah there's definitely scope there there is an episode where you meet the younger Jay Gunn Lightfoot so they could potentially use those guys okay that's pretty cool trick or treat oh you scared me there yeah you can have the last ones you look great. Go on, go safe now. All right. All right, lad. Check or treat? No. You are? How old are you? What's the difference? You're not even dressed up. Yeah, well, neither are you. You're just going round knocking on people's doors. I heard you had sweets. Go on, get off with yous. Don't be throwing eggs at my house. Guys, we're days away from Doctor Who flux. So are you both excited for this upcoming series? To quote Al Pacino, really, in The Godfather <laughs> Part 3, Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Generally, we're sort of after timeless children and well to various points in the last season i just kind of i i was happy to go you know i'll call it a day i'm not going to be like these people who put themselves through well like they sort of consider like they put themselves through this torment of their lives watching a show they no longer enjoy but the trailer and that when it came out and such i thought actually and the sontaran design that by the way, should have been what they should have come back in as in a two thousand and seven or eight or whatever year it was. You know, all of that has just really convinced me to watch it. But Liz is my partner has basically said, "Yeah, you're not going to miss it, are you?" It, she said that with the New Year one as well, which I was adamant. No, I'm not fussed on watching that. <laughs> and about a day but day afterwards of everyone talking about it, I was like, oh, "I'll give it a go then." But no, I will be watching this one and i suppose it's also got a bit of an intrigue because we know she's i don't she acts like it's her last thing it's it's not isn't it she's got another special after these six yeah but she's already filmed that 
So what? I guess she means her time on the show is completely done now. Right. Okay. I was going to say, because if this is to build up to that, then it's got that other bit of injury as well. How about you, Sam? You looking forward to it? Yeah. To quote, similarly to Chris, to quote Sylv from, from Sopranos, quoting Al Pacino. Every time they boom hell, they pull <laughs> me back in. <laughs> <laughs> this guy looks really good. I mean, we like so we were we were talking a little while back about how we felt the show was really being kind of on the back burner for the BBC, and it seemed like they were kind of winding down with it, weren't really too fussed with it anymore. Sort of bumped it to Sundays, and that felt very similar to in the eighties when they bumped it to sort of Tuesday nights and stuff. And I think we all thought, oh, this will probably be it for a while. Yeah. But ever since this whole Russell T. Davis thing's come along, it's obvious that they've got big plans for it and they want to make it a real... They, they want to go big with it, especially now going out to another studio. I suppose it's not really financially too much of their problem anymore. So they're going to, you know, I think they're going to get really behind it. So they, they seem to have thrown everything, these six episodes, these flux episodes, and it does look really, really good. I'm excited to see what, you know, John Bishop's character is going to be like. I'd be very interested to see him kind of join in. I just think you're right. It looks good. The Santarans look good. We've got Weeping Angels coming back. We're, we're, we're going to have the Cyber Side Men look pretty cool. It just looks exciting. It, it looks like what Doctor Who hasn't been for a long time, which is a lot of doing and not a lot of saying. I hope it doesn't fall into that same trap that we've had with Chibnall, which is going to be a lot of kind of action, 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 stop. Let's have some character and plot. Action, 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 stop. Yeah. Quickly, Yaz has to talk about how sad she's feeling. We have to be told that the doctor's <laughs> feeling a bit sad. Quickly have to tell them that we have to do this to, to carry the plot on. John Bishop has to say, oh, by the way, I'm a northerner. And then it's action, action. I, I hope it all just flows nicely. It does look like it's action-packed. So hopefully, I'd, I'd rather they just, you know, if, the, if, he's, if, he, if it's that lazy, I'd rather just did away with all that character stuff and just have loads of action. I, I mean, I'd take that sacrifice right now because I don't want the poor character traits we had in the last two seasons, which yeah. is very slow, very explaining to the audience as if they were stupid. It's, it's like a, um, a radio play being performed live, <laughs> isn't it? It's, exactly uh, that, yeah. It's all like, you know how like Big Finish have to put dialogue like, can you see that over there? You know, it have to be really obvious. It's like um, when they used to joke, how they're going to do the Weeping Angels? And they says, Doctor, I blinked. I blinked too. It was basically that, which was so, so dull. But I'm hoping it is like, as, as Jodie Whittaker said in that very brief, brief interview on Graham Norton when they spoke to her about it, and that was that uh, it's really a six-hour film. So mm. uh, I'm hoping it sticks to that. I'm looking uh, forward to The it. idea of a story being stretched out for six episodes when most of them have been dull as dishwater before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want it to make amends, really. I want mm. them to at least have some decent episodes. I haven't got the DVDs or the Blu-rays of Series 11 and 12 just because I can't justify that I'd ever open them. I don't really fancy it, but, you know, if Flux is good, I'll, you know, I might get Flux and then it might make that completionist part of me have to buy the other two. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Talking yeah. of Sontarans, I listened to a Big Finish audio, a tortured one. It's called The Great Sontaran War. Hmm. It was brilliant. Probably my favourite Sontaran story of all time. Dan Starkey plays the Sontaran, but he plays it really seriously. It's none of this comedic kind of strax. I mean, there's comedy to be had like he doesn't know what a cat is, but it comes more from the situation than the Sontarans are a funny creature, which I think yeah. they've, they've become yeah. a bit of a joke, especially during oh, Moffat's reign. Definitely. Most of the monsters became a joke, if I'm honest. Well, I know that uh, Dan Starkey's played in one of the Tom Baker's stories 
uh, audio dramas. He did a, a Sontaran that was a bit more serious. Yeah, it's, the thing with Moffat, I find, and I know that, you know it's easy to go and <laughs> this, this Moffat as we still continue to do. He basically is a fan writer who likes to make very inward jokes, like in jokes mm. on the show. You know, the bigger on the inside will be played to death. His idea is that you have to laugh at how ridiculous Daleks are, how ridiculous Cybermen are. Sontarans are just short people in, in look like potatoes. And then just play it off like it's a show that's still being laughed at. You can tell he's certainly that his prime era was the wilderness years, where it was a case of they only turned Doctor Who only turned up in spoofs. Mm. And he sort of stuck with that. Daleks became less threatening. They might have been in it, but they were not really a threat and they were more of a prop. Cybermen were a definite prop. And Sontarans, we just became Strax and uh, yeah. did sort of spoil them, really. So it's nice to, that they've had to, like, I think you said, Martin, they have <laughs> they must have redesigned them just purely to separate from Strax. Oh, uh, yeah, I think that's the reason. I think that's why they've been given a redesign. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I mean the thing is that the Sontarans were... were in their own ways funny but not in a slapstick way it's a bit like you know in in the their first appearance lynx turns up and has that little i declare this planet and a little like flag pops up like it, it, <laughs> the thing is it's really funny and that's supposed to be funny that but it's played a bit that the Santaran is played straight do you know what i mean like the Santaran yeah. thinks this is really impressive but the little flag popping up is funny to to the modern day human we're like what the hell's that and it's a bit like the, the things they say were funny, but they're not supposed to be. Like when they knocked down Tom Baker, it was nothing will sustain against Sontar and might. Coming from a five foot three bloke is really funny, but, <laughs> but it's played straight. It, it, and that's how it should be. I think that's where he got it wrong. I think Moffat saw they were kind of played as funny characters to an extent. They went in on the joke. They were completely serious. And, and it's no different to kind of how the Daleks were sometimes, you know, like that time when they, they chased him in Destiny of the Daleks. The Doctor sort of leans over and goes, oh, if you're so powerful, why don't you climb up? You know, the Daleks aren't going, oh, saucy, get you, shut that door, <laughs> which, is how, which is how Moffat would have it. You know, it would be, and having the, what's his name? Yeah, the, the is it Strax, the, the version we get with Moffat? Yeah, Strax. I mean, he's just an idiot. Like, he's purposefully an idiot. You know, he's he's got he's got sort of slapstick comedy lines, and he's he, he should to make that character work. He should be playing everything completely straight, like really serious. And I think that might have actually made the character work, but it was too. It was like every scene he was in, he was doing something. It stupid. started that way, I think. When good man uh, a good man goes to war, he definitely did start that. Like the child needs feeding, give him here. I have yeah. breast implants or something like that, or whatever. He does it so straight, and but thing I always find with Stephen Moffat its writing is that he very quickly makes all of his characters caricatures yeah very very quickly so all he needs to do is strax with a smile now he's no longer doing it serious he's just there going a grenade or something like that and and it's just not as yeah it's delivered as if it's trying to be funny it, it did become very similar to and like you mentioned in the wilderness years it's like his comic relief special you can yeah. watch that now. It's quite really special. And you go, mm, that could be in a Moffat episode. That's the some bits of it. I think. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's some bits you go, well, actually, it's a planet where people fart beyond the realms of communicate <laughs> through farting beyond the realms of Moffat's Doctor <laughs> Who. I could imagine, you know, Matt Smith going, oh yeah, that, that's from the planet 
smelly doodars where they communicate through body pumps and you just go well that's a modern episode like they just allow that as a, as a continuity thing it's, it's a strange thing so it, w- it will be nice to see the Sontarans come back and them to be because because no matter, no matter you can still make them comedic they can still be ridiculous they are pompous that's that was kind of their their idea they're pompous to the point where they think they're the greatest fighters in the world but they're all quite small and they're all a little bit pathetic but still they are pretty horrific like they do still do some horrible things like in the Sontaran experiment there's a guy who's literally just been hanging there for like eight days straight do you remember yeah. that as an experiment it's, it's horrible yeah, long he last yeah yeah it was horrible <laughs> you know they did do horrible things and even in like the the two doctors you hear about the war that they're in and stuff and how much fighting's been going on so that's what they lost i think even in the russell t davis thing they didn't ever come across as that much of a threat the only one performance that i will say that i did enjoy christopher ryan's leader whose name is yeah me now that, but yeah dan starkey sort of no i didn't i didn't quite buy him and it was the outfits as well they weren't that short before i'm sure they, no, were, they, I'm sure they were about my height they're five foot six you know it was a role i was born to play but now they have lowered the bar <laughs> two doctors they were massive weren't they yeah the yeah one of them six foot or something and then you know there's some fan fiction or something that justifies why why he happens to be that tall. Different clone <laughs> batches, etc. I guess. Yeah. So it's a swarm, isn't it? Isn't that like the code word? Swarm. Sontaran, sweeping angels, the the rav- ravenous, the ravages. Are they from Big Finish? The ravages. Well, Big Finish have used a creature called the Ravagers recently. Yeah. And I assumed that the series was using a Big Finish creation. I thought, that's brilliant that there's this like, crossover now. From what I've heard fans talk about, it seems that it's just a massive coincidence. Oh. Which is a shame because the BBC hire people to liaise with Big Finish to make sure this shit doesn't happen. They authorised Big Finish scripts. Mm. Say, can you do this? Can you do that? No, you can't do that. We're doing something similar. Were the Ravagers the things that hate Time Lords? I listened to the Christopher Eccleston one, but as I say, it was uh, such a mess of, an, of a story that I couldn't tell you what happened in it. All I remember is at the end, he's eating in a diner. That's it. <laughs> that's it. And he calls calls her a nerd. And that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, spoiler alert, everyone. Eccleston's back. What's, what's he doing? Next? <laughs> calling someone a nerd. So that'll be fun. And then obviously, what's the special after that? that we've got because that's going to be Jody's last. There's three specials next year so people are speculating that we'll get a New Year's Day one Mm. probably an Easter one and then I think August is around the BBC's 100th anniversary so that'll be her last one. Right, so she's done all three of the specials? Yeah, she's in all three of them. They must have only filmed one, surely. No, no, they filmed them all but they filmed them with the last series as a block. So yeah, they only wrapped on the last special about three or four weeks ago. That's crazy. And is Mandip Gill going to be with her through all of them? Or she, is, any, is, like, is anyone leaving at the end of Flux? No, she's sure. Well, Mandip Gill was present on the last shoot with Jodie, but whether that's the last scene, we don't know. Because I Tennant's see- last scene wasn't the record, wasn't his regeneration. It was the, it was where he was doing the free fall bit. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, you know, it depends on what the, what the order is. John Bishop is in the 100th anniversary special because he was seen on set with Bradley Walsh. Oh, really? So we know he's around, yeah. 
And Bradley Walter had his uh, Graham wig on. <laughs> they've shot everything. That means they've shot her regeneration. So I'll be interested to see what they're going to do with that. Because what you've got to bear in mind is, is that this whole show is being handed over to a whole new production team. I think they're going to do something similar to when Eccleston left. So they filmed Eccleston do, you know, push his head back and do that thing. Then they came in, I think, four or five months later with David Tennant and kind of put him in the same position. But I mean, this whole new production team, aren't they like using nothing they're not going to have the set or anything like that. So it'd be weird for them to rebuild that TARDIS set just to smash it up again. So I wonder what they're going to do. I wonder if it's on location somewhere and they're filming her regenerate and then they'll just move someone in. But it, again, the fact that it's going from production team to production team is mad. It would be like having Paul McGann regenerate at the end of the 96 movie and then bringing that back in 2005, production-wise. I, I wonder if they're going to do what they did in 2005, which was just start off with the new Doctor. I think they'll do that. I think maybe it'll maybe be... War, maybe end it like the War Games sort of ending where, you, you know, not necessarily that she's been forced to regenerate or anything like that, but you know she's going to change and then in the next step episode you see i would really want it to go like the war games i just want them to go back to old school science fiction effects oh, of her face <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh, and her face is for a ding dong <laughs> the time has come doctor for you to change your appearance oh all right great bloody hell by gum and that and you just hear this northern voice falling to her she just i hope i'm another around. female otherwise they're gonna brand me with horrible names <laughs> he's too male and he's too male. That one's too male. Oh, no, that won't do. He's too male. Oh, that won't do at all. Oh, that one's Rick male when he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a willy. He's got a willy. That's that willy's too that's big. That's royal male, and they're not here yet. That willy's too big. That willy's too small. That willy's too fat. <laughs> <laughs> this has gotten silly now. Come on. Everybody, this is the this. Bad we're, Wolf we're, podcast. <laughs> this is not. This, this is the big leagues. This is. This is the big leagues. This is not uh, amateur not hour. Smutty competition. Smutty. It's not Doctor Screw. This is Doctor <laughs> Who. We're talking about. Yeah, I think that is genuinely what they'll do. I think maybe they'll have her. You know, she knows she's changing. Maybe look at her hand. The hand will glow. She'll give a little look to the camera and then it just cuts out. And then when we get picked up later on, we'll know it's someone brand new, which is a shame in a way because I'm really looking forward to a guy appearing in her costume. I think that would have looked quite, quite cool. Probably still will. Yeah, it could do. Could have, have like, you noticed that from the set pictures of her last episode, it's kind of a more unisex version of the costume. I didn't and notice that. No. Yeah, it's like the T-shirt is more like a, like a man or a woman could wear it, whereas usually she's wearing like the slightly lower cut kind of V-neck thing. Yeah, in her last episode, She's, it looks more unisex and it's almost as if a man is going to be in that costume next. They might still have a window open for them to go and film the regeneration as, as soon as Russell T. Davis has picked a doctor to replace them. As soon as he goes, you know, oh, this is who it is, they quickly get them back in and film it, which they could do in the next couple of weeks or whatever. But I don't know if that's too far gone now. I'll tell you what is going to be funny is all the meltdown that Doctor Who fans are going to have on Twitter when trick-or-treaters are knocking at their door at 6.30. <laughs> Dear, oh dear. I'm trying to watch yeah. this show in peace. I always find that every time I've ever watched it on Christmas Day, it's the time where everyone in the fucking family has to come in and talk to each other, you know, and they know we're in there watching a program. And yet, you know, if it was anything else, though, if it was their program, we'd be, they'd be a bit on the defensive. <laughs> oh, if you try and talk during EastEnders on Christmas Day, my mum goes, 
fucking ballistic. But Doctor Who was fair game. Like, everybody would just talk for it. They come in, I'm like, oh, will you just go? <laughs> that was my time where I was allowed to leave. I was like, guys, I'm off now to watch Doctor Who. No one is to follow me. It is my time now. <laughs> I miss it being on, on Christmas Day. I do. I, I feel sad that it's not on Christmas Day anymore. They might start doing it again now. I feel like Hopefully. RTD will bring it back. Yeah, I hope you will. All right, shall we move on to our main feature? Go on, then. Okay, so we're going to do some more negative reviews on Doctor Who. <laughs> if this is your first time listening, what I've done is I've scoured the internet for negative one-star fan reactions to Doctor Who. Now, it's all modern era, 2005 onwards, because it's just easier to find those reviews. Let's get straight into the first one. This isn't Doctor Who. This is Dr. Doodoo. Sorry. I'm a lifelong fan of the show and have even collected the Blu-ray sets, DVDs, and VHSs of the original series. But this latest incarnation has been horrible. Part casting, part writing, part directing. Stuff just happens. No logic. We're supposed to believe this is what Doctor Who would do, but this is Dr. Doodoo. Why not just write better sci-fi stories instead of filling 80% of each episode with relationship drama or social justice pandering? It sounds like us. <laughs> <laughs> this was taken from episode 205. Capaldi episode. I will say it's a Jodie Whittaker. Oh, oh Jodie. Oh, I'm going to... Oh, God. Is it the Rosa Parks one? No. Good. That's good to know. Is it her first season? I'm not sure. I can't remember that much about her episodes, if I'm honest. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, dear. Soap opera one. Okay. The one where... The tarantula one. No, it's not that one. Oh. I'm going to Google Doctor Who Series 11 because I've forgotten the name of the episodes. Yeah, I'm sort of going through them. I will say the one. Daleks are in it. Oh, Resolution? Oh. It's not Resolution. The other one. <laughs> <laughs> it's Revolution of the Daleks. Uh, I was all right, that one. I thought it was okay. Is that the one with Captain Jack? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that one. I thought it was a bit of a laugh, that one. It wasn't great, but it was, it was all right. Yeah. I just thought it was cool seeing the Daleks on Clifton's suspension bridge. I just thought that was just worth it. <laughs> <laughs> worth it for that. All right, moving on. Some people like to unwind with a glass of wine after work. Others like to eat an egg or some kind of exotic takeaway. So I like where did it. A, an egg come from? <laughs> you don't go from drinking wine and a takeaway. I get that, but why just eating an egg? No one has ever gone, John, I do so. I'm going to treat myself to an egg. I think if I did that, people would think like, I was having some hell of a breakdown. Yeah. You know, so, he goes, what's he, do what's he doing? It's 11 o'clock at night. He's boiling egg. I looked up when this episode broadcast and it went out <laughs> 10 days after Easter. So maybe this person okay. means an Easter egg. That means, okay. That, oh, yeah. more log that seems more logical. More logically, they're probably just mental. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Okay, okay. Others like to eat an egg or some kind of exotic takeaway. I like watching Doctor Who. I sit there with my sausages and mash whilst I diddly dumb along to the theme song. I should have... I should have guessed what episode I was in for when Morrison's didn't have any sausages in stock. I had to make do with fish fingers. I sat there absolutely deflated whilst the worst episode of all time played out in front of my eyes. Do you know what? I'm going to go in for a wild guess. Is it the Doctor's wife? It's not the Doctor's wife. Ah, that was around Easter, I think. And I just thought that was quite a controversial. Quite a few of them were, they tended to snart around Easter, didn't they? Yeah. Is it, a, is it one of the a David Tennant episode? It's an Eccleston. Eccleston? Oh. oh. So, 
Oh, uh, either Rose or End of the World. Which one? It was Rose. <laughs> well, hang on a minute. This that's not fair. Let's just go back. Okay, <laughs> two thousand five. All right, that was after Easter. I'll give you that. But this that guy, was Easter Saturday before Easter. Actually. But how long has this guy been eating sausage and mash and watching? Go- I think this guy's got very confused. <laughs> Basically, this guy has confused his childhood, where his mum probably made him sausage and mash on a Tuesday night to watch like the eighties episodes, or on a Saturday evening to watch the episodes, which you're going all the way back to like the early eighties, mid eighties. Yeah. So he's going to have to have got that in his head and thought, "This is what I like to do," and then. Suddenly it's 2005 and he's like, Morrison's haven't got any sausages. So what was going on in Morrison's in 2005? So there were no sausages. I don't know. This is mental. <laughs> <laughs> he must have watched that after 2005. This, when was this review be. from, does it say? Uh, it doesn't say. It doesn't have a date on it. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's just the most bizarre thing. Who just thinks that just sounds like something he does every week? And it's, it's just, the first it's just episode fortunate of it. enough that new episodes were coming out. Otherwise, yeah. I was going to have to start all over again. Yeah, <laughs> he was probably time. on the VHSs every night. Here's my sausages. <laughs> Here's my mash. It's mad, isn't it? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. The worst part about this episode was having to pretend I liked it in front of my wife. I made oh. us return from holiday a day early so I could watch it with all my mates. Well, this that's a lot fucking of sad. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine my bitter disappointment and internal conflict when the missus asked, how was it? What else could I do? I couldn't say, yeah, you were right. Should have recorded it and come back on Sunday. So I gritted my teeth and told her it was the best episode I've ever seen. Okay. First of all, that's get a fucking life. Whoever you are, get a fucking life. That sounds Secondly, like a... Sounds like a would I lie to you card, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> I got a picture of Bob like that. Bob, Bob, like, I once. Oh, bloody hell. So, right. So we know it's not a Jody one because he says he came home. He could come home on the Sunday. So it's a Saturday one. So just to say here, Martin, without any huge clues, can you tell us, is it what would be considered the big episode? So either like a season starter, a season finale, Ooh. or like an anniversary special? It's a season three. Right, that doesn't really answer my question, does it? <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, if I, if I answered it any clearer, you'd get what it was immediately. Oh, no, if oh. you just said there was a season finale, I'd be like, oh, okay, so it's a season. So would it be the sound of drums, the no. final episode? Last of the Time Lords? No, it's not that one. 42? No. It's not Blink, <laughs> is it? No, it's not Blink. I was going to say, there's no way no one knew Blink's that was going to be any no, good. No one knew that, no. Not the opening episode, Smith and... Why would you come in early for that? <laughs> Sorry, but like, why? There's no reason to come out. I missed it, the first episode, because I was living in Dundee at the time, and I went to a rough pub that night, and even I wanted to watch it, but in no way I was going to turn around and go, I'm cancelling this. Why would you cancel the holiday to see the opening episode of Series, series 3? Unless you were, unless, right, <laughs> unless this is actually the boyfriend or the husband of Martha of the, the actor who plays Martha Jones. That's oh, the only reason be. you'd have to come home early. You'd have to come home early and go, right, I'm going to watch with my mates because I don't want to upset you. And when she asked, how was I? He was like, you were brilliant. Well done. That's the only way that can work. Because why on earth would you come home early to watch the first episode? <laughs> if it was like a season, if it was like the only reason I thought that might be something is that I thought it might be the 50th anniversary or like a regeneration one. Uh, or the very or Rose, like I, you yeah. know, I've been a fan my whole life. It's coming back. I need to watch it. Not oh. the first episode of series. Three. I was on holiday Florida when series five, uh, series one took off, and so I only saw up to I'm quite dead, and I had to watch Aliens of London, World War Three, and Dalek, which I was looking forward to. 
mm. about two weeks after. I think I flew back the day after it aired, actually. You know, for Series 5, I flew out to Florida the day that it first broadcast on um, BBC One. And then I had to wait two weeks and it came on BBC America. And then the volcano hit. So I was there for another week. So oh. I watched the 11th hour and the Beast Below on a BBC America. Fuck me, did they butcher it for adverts? Oh, man. Oh, America, yeah. for adverts. They, oh, man, there's like an advert every 10 minutes. I was watching, I think it was like The Walking Dead or something out there, and they will have adverts before the titles kick off, or just and, after and the And before the end credits as well. So it go last scene, yeah. advert, then the end credits. That's insane, isn't it? It's That's ridiculous. That's absolutely insane that they do that. Just stick to the standard ITV thing. You know, if it's half an hour, you put one set of adverts in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Madness. Yeah, or an hour, you know, a 45-minute drama, stretch it out to an hour and put them at a quarter of an hour intervals. No, yeah, nothing more than that. Cannot believe they did that. That's and then insane. the following week, they repeated the 11th hour. And I think it was like, a, what was it, an 80-minute special? They butchered it down to like 45 minutes. God. <laughs> we had to have like an hour with ads. It was atrocious. God, bad that they do that, isn't it? I thought we'd see America, they might get rid of adverts, but no, they're still getting some money out of there somehow. That's, yeah. that's insane. That's so bad. Yeah, no, I mean, that guy, whoever he is, just, yeah, get a life. <laughs> just, <laughs> awful, awful. Series three. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one. It's a weird I've one. Abandoned a barbecue with friends to watch an episode, but. Oh, maybe. Just, Maybe it was Lawrence Fox, and he just wanted to boost that figure up to get back at his ex-wife. I don't think they were married yet. Oh, <laughs> okay. I think okay. they just met. Still, maybe he did do it. Just <laughs> an evil man. All right, let's move on. We all owe RTD an apology. I'm going to write him a letter. I urge everyone to do the same. This episode, like Moffat's entire era, is absolutely woeful. The ending makes no sense. It won't be long before Moffat is found hung inside his wardrobe with an orange oh. in his mouth, dead oh from God. a bizarre wanking accident. Jesus Christ, who writes this stuff? I mean, That's I'm sure nuts. he's had a wank writing, but... So do I. <laughs> Specifically, I could name all episodes he's had a wank during. You just, you just know he's sort of like written the, the gag of the internet history gag and just gone and just laughed him laughed his tits off on his own in front of his keyboard oh god yeah oh, some of his, down to his hilarious jokes. jokes the browser history bigger on the inside oh, all the hilarious mark's, jokes mark's just thrown in a nice little reference to the crotons <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's an excellent impression that I was really good you could do Moffat impressions I've always thought their era was basically just Gates, Gattis and, and Moffat just like sort of like just leaning to each other in a de- from one desk to the other and him going Stephen I've got an idea oh go on Mark what is it and you know and they go oh that'd be so cool oh that'd be so cool and, it, the, and neither of it is and that, that's the way I feel like their, their production meetings went I'll be honest, I love this story. It's intelligent and shows the audience some respect. However, it's written by Paul Cornell, who is a massive prick. I've hated him (laughs) since he knocked a pint out of my hand in 1996. One star. Right. Well, we know that's going to be Father's Day. It's not Father's Day. What? Human nature. Oh, of course, yes. Human nature. Yeah, it's human nature. Who do we reckon that was? That could have been Chris Chibnall. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's do the next one then, shall we? Yeah. What was that? I'm speechless. And that's not in a contemplating way. 
The BBC needs to insist on a better quality of writing or cancel the show. No Doctor Who is better than bad Doctor Who. No Doctor Who is better than... Did you say again? No Doctor Who is... No Doctor Who is better than bad Doctor Who. Rose, is it? It's not. It's a Jodie Whittaker again. Uh, okay, so it must be quite late on. I was going to say, wouldn't it be her first one? Woman no. Falls? No? <laughs> it's a Series 11. I know that much. Would it be the season finale? Yeah, because that was, that was a very that, bad... You have to say season finale because you can't remember oh, what the name is. Because Billy said it on the Review of Death podcast the other day, said the full thing. And Matt was like, I don't know how you remember that. <laughs> oh, the thing is, sorry. I remember stupid things from the RTD era, like uh, the mighty Jagrafess of the Holy Hadrodrassic Maxarodomfo or <laughs> Raxacolical Florus. You know, all that sort of bollocks. But for a title like that, it was just, no, can't even Yeah, <laughs> that was such a bad episode, man. It was a weird one as well. All right, let's move. Fit. Oh, shit. I just ran out of the title there. Fear her. Yeah. <laughs> oh god give us the review oh, one, yeah. okay yeah this one's for fear boring pathetic and formulaic the villain sounds like he's having a tricky 45 minute shit yeah yeah i can get that <laughs> i can't believe what a rubbish title. episode that was do you know what's really scary when you watch that episode now right and to genuinely that is the scariest episode they've ever done in the new series would you like to know why yeah go on because it's set in 2012 which is nearly 10 years ago but at the time, that was the future. And yeah. that, to me, is absolutely terrifying. Because in my head, Doctor Who's only been back about four years. In my head, it's, it, it, yeah. Doctor Who is a new thing. Like, when people go, oh, it should come off, it's on season 12 or 13, you go, oh, that can't be right. We're over. It only came back a couple of years ago. And then you think about this episode was in, it's in 2006, mm. which was six years away from the Olympics. Because you, know, you, you watch that in 2006, yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, my God, 2012. That's like... And that was years nine, away. And that was nine years ago, wasn't it? Uh, not, sorry, yeah, nine. And yeah. that's nine years ago was 2012. And but, was... but that episode set in 2012 where they make 2012 like, oh, the Olympics is going to be this. The Olympics felt so long away at the time. It felt so long away. It felt like this thing that wasn't, we weren't even going to, I don't even need to worry about this. It's so long down the path. Like, and, and it's now nearly 10 years ago. And that, I mean, that is, watch it now is absolutely terrifying to think that, oh, it's like, horrible. It's like, well, Matt Smith was, uh, was 11 years ago. That's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's his birthday, isn't it? He's 39. It is today, that actually. Yeah. Me, that age, yeah, that aged me like, hell even though i know God. i'm 30 and we'll be 31 in a few months time you guys are talking about aging i'm the exact same age as matt smith and jody whittaker God, man yeah it does make you feel your age sometimes doesn't it Especially like when it. we knew she he was like the youngest doctor at the time mm. as well he was 26 <laughs> yeah I've, I've seen him in some promo pics for last night in soho and to be honest he could still play the doctor now yeah he's still young looking oh, yeah. isn't he yeah still very young looking looks more refined and better I'd say. Who's, uh, yeah. Sort of like uh, Billy Piper, really. They both look better as they go a little bit older. Oh, some people do. Like Stephen Merchant is one who looks so much better now than when he was in yeah. his 20s. Okay, shall I do um, the next one? Go then. Yeah, go on. Okay. I was cooking whilst watching this, so I only had one eye on the screen, but I kept a careful lookout in case anything interesting appeared. As a result, I had an almost completely uninterrupted kitchen session. I bet these Doctor Who script meetings are very entertaining and very short, too. What era are we thinking here? It's a Capaldi. Sorry, I can't do the voice. It's a Capaldi. That's uh, the one. A Peter Capaldi, which was 75% shit. 
but that's not my fault. Oh, I like it. Oh, I'm doing him now. <laughs> oh, yes. I like it. Oh, I like it. Oh, very good. I will say it's when you did Trowan. Very good, man. Very, very, good. very clever. Yeah. <laughs> now get the fuck off my TARDIS. <laughs> this is the oh, episode no. that made the BBC want to do a spin off set in a school. Oh, oh um, Caretaker. Caretaker. So, did you hear this recently that the creator of class has kind of opened up a bit because it was the anniversary? And he said that initially the BBC wanted to bring back Frank Skinner as Perkins and make him the caretaker of the school. Yeah. And I think it would have made I, more sense. From, from no, it wouldn't. Drawing no, in an sense. audience. Because no, no, I don't know. I don't no, agree. you could bring in, you honestly, you could bring in Ace to be the teacher. You could bring in Tom Baker as the fucking local nonce. You could bring in, <laughs> you could bring in uh, anyone. You could bring in Lisa Ann as the sexy teacher. It would not be watchable. None of it was watchable. I, I, I don't care who you bring in. I don't care if, you, if it's all the docs is all together. You can't all polish a redesigned. Turd with Frank Skinner. I'm <laughs> you can't, I, I just no, mean in terms anything. of in terms of brand recognition. Because if you're scrolling the iPlayer, what is class? If you're watching it, I spoke to my brother-in-law like last Christmas, and he was saying it's a shame the BBC haven't done a spin-off since the Sarah Jane Adventures. And I said, Oh, yeah. But what about class? And it's like, what? Like he genuinely had never heard of it. And this is, this is a man that's yeah. been a, a fan of it since the Troughton days. But I, I don't think that Frank Skinner would have changed that. I think if you see Frank Skinner on, this, on the iPlayer, you think it's going to be a throwback to Euro 96, which is what it always is. If Frank Skinner's on the iPlayer, he's talking <laughs> about Euro 96. You'd be halfway through class going, well, I haven't once heard about fantasy football yet or an apology from Frank uh, from, from David Baddiel about the time he, he blacked up to play Jason Orange. Like, <laughs> it, it'd be really confused to why he, he's, Frank Skinner's around kids. I don't see how it will ever make any difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right, Frank. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I, I could bring some class to it, but I don't think it's going to be that very good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Frank, Frank, what did you, uh, <laughs> you make of it in the 34th minute, Frank, when the commentator made a peculiar reference? <laughs> <laughs> All right, in the words of David Baddiel, was... can I be Frank? let's move on we've got two more to do and time is time is rushing yeah, yeah. against us time is of the essence <laughs> all right that is a quote from the rani from children need special dimensions in time thank you very good very good okay here's the next time one time is of the essence I'm just so confused Doctors by this. Remaining incarnations are teaching on the edge of a <laughs> sorry <laughs> like pickles in a jar by the way, the guy who plays her assistant, who, by the way, I have retconned, is the war chief. Do not fight me for it. Add me on Twitter if you want to fight for it, but be prepared to DM me your address and I will challenge you to a duel. Uh, he is the war chief who's with her, by the way. What a great, he's a good actor, that guy who's with her. I've forgotten his name. That's how good he is. But he's, his mum was Penelope uh, Duda, and his dad was, his, his mum was What's the Chops, I think from 40 Towers and his dad was oh what's his who was his name oh brilliant actor was in the EastEnders played Danny Dyer's dad Timothy I keep saying Timothy Spall it's not him who am I thinking of uh, I don't know but moving on to the next one sorry do nothing I'll do it during this one fifth, fifth hour eleventh hour for the next one keep going I'll, okay. I'll look him up I'm just so confused by this am I meant to want to fuck that thing <laughs> That's a horrible thing to say about Clark. Just... <laughs> I did not say anything then. 
I'd like to make it clear I said nothing. <laughs> well, Jenna Coleman is a gorgeous, gorgeous woman. It's just uh, don't stand near cutouts of her. That, that's the moral. Um, <laughs> Timothy West, by the way. Timothy West. Oh, of the course. Actor, yeah. his, uh, Timothy West, CBE. His son is, plays her assistant in it. He's done loads of stuff now. He's in like The Crown and all that stuff. What a wasted opportunity. Not a wasted opportunity. It proves to you how well casted Dimensions in Time was. Excellent drama. Uh, All right, so any guesses? Right, so what the so, fuck that thing? Oh, 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 the, the, the robot one with uh, Greg Davis in. No, it's not that one. Oh, because I thought maybe she, cause she, was his, she was married Why to him. Why would you want to fuck that thing? What would you want to fucking Doctor Who? And I can think what? of a few I'm things. I'm trying to think if there's any... Is it, it's not Lily Cole again, is it? No, no. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Chris is just thinking of episodes with women, and he'd like to fuck. <laughs> I, am just, just, I am just sort. Of, I am just sort of thinking of uh, my favourite wank moments. No, no. I'm trying to think of any any story. Well, I just thought the pirates were sort of lured by the siren. Hence, that's the reason I did think that. Why would you want to fuck that? Thing? What era are we talking? All right, here's a Matt Smith era. Oh God, everything in the Matt Series Smith era six, was fuck this, Matt, fuck that. Matt Smith. Is there, it's not a River Song one, is it? No, surprisingly. It was gosh. very, very sexually charged, that series, wasn't it? Yeah. it? That was when Moffat got a little bit horny and just sort of put all his frustrations into his work. Every week was the Doctor was trying to, to get off with someone. Oh, hang on a minute. Is it the James Corden one, Closing Time? No, it's not that one. Oh. I was just thinking, <laughs> oh, God. am I meant to want to fuck James Corden? <laughs> Well, they had a baby, so it's sort of like, I wouldn't reprocreate with it. Oh, and also, I suppose you... Oh. I don't know what I'm saying. I feel I should say nothing in this one for getting cancelled. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I just can't think of any plot. Is it? Is the plot actually... now? Because you know the answer, Martin. Is the plot actually sound like it's relevant to his comment? Not at all. I'm trying to think of every horny monster... <laughs> <laughs> there's been in Doctor Who and ranging from the from the creature of from the pit <laughs> that Tom Baker <laughs> is, uh, all the way through to uh... the axons are pretty sexy I'll give you that <laughs> if you had to do anyone from the classic series would be an axon <laughs> sexy <Okay>. axons <laughs> well, oh, but you wouldn't want them to change halfway through alright should, I, I, should I just tell you the answer yeah Go you've got it. to I think the god complex Right, so what is it we're supposed to want to have sex with in the God the, Complex, the or he thought? Dummies, the Minotaur, who knows? Why oh, would you fuck them? God. Where did that come into it? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Who knows? It's not the least sexual story, basically, because it's boring as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird... Yeah, that guy, I think, has got issues. <laughs> and he's now got us all cancelled for trying I, to work I out think... which Doctor Who villain would want to shag. I would like to point out that I try to rationally think of, any, <laughs> of, of how a pervert might think. <laughs> and so I, it seems to have obviously... I, 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 yeah, I'll just, I'll just be quiet. I'll, he I'll was only Googling Pornhub to find out directions of how not to get on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> how can I block Pornhub? <laughs> Anyway, guys, I would say that's it for this week. Thanks for joining me. Sam, you got any gigs coming up? Oh, no. Well, I have, but what's the point, Martin? Okay. What's the point, mate? What's the point? I'm, I'm, I'm having an existential crisis over here. I know you've only got one minute 30, but <laughs> left on the thing. But I, 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 I don't put any of this in. <laughs> just, just, just goodbye, everyone. Thanks for watching. <laughs> All right, Chris, what's happening with more than just an impression? 
more than just an impression. We're kicking oh, off the first interview that will be out on the fifth of November with Jonathan Carley. And then later on, at uh, another date I'll disclose soon, is John Coleshaw. And we have penciled yeah, in it, our third guest as well, which is exciting. So we'll, yeah, so I'll spread them out. Excellent. Can I quickly plug my socials, please? Yeah, Mark? go on. Uh, you can follow me everywhere now with the, the tag, not the tag, the handle, Sammy Boy Michael. So welcome. Cancel Instagram, today. <laughs> Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> TikTok, don't forget the TikTok. Oh, you're both viral TikTok superstars now. Big time. I'm 33. That's pathetic. I don't know what to do with it. I feel like every time you're doing well on it. Keep keep, keep going. Keep, keep going. going out of don't give up. I haven't got any other content at the moment. <laughs> do the stuff you still on Vine. That was good. You know you're a Whovian when uh, they were really good. Um, my favourite one was when it was, uh, you know, you're a Whovian when it, to select audio navigation, press enter now and it cuts to you no! going, oh, how many times <laughs> have you done that? All right. Well, we'll leave it there. Equipment used in the creation of this feature was purchased for a grant from Gray and the Paul Hamlin Foundation. Oh, 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 oh,